After Easter I remember spending the first few nights after my father's death in the home where I grew up, in the back bedroom as we used to call it. The room which had been mine as a child had been made into the space where my mother painted. The bed in which I had slept is now my son's bed. So this space was not one that felt comfortable or familiar. This guest bedroom remains a place where clothes accumulate on the bed next to the ironing board. We had to clear the bed for me to have a place to sleep that night. The place of grief is not comfortable or familiar. I have walked along with many others through their grief, having worked as a social worker in hospice and in my current setting as a clinician working in outpatient therapy. Some losses are expected. Some are sudden and tragic, a sharp sort of trauma in themselves. There are losses of those who are old and those who are young. There is loss due to disease, accident, and sometimes leavings that are intentional. The variety of grief is astounding. Each path walked has a different landscape through which one walks. The common quality is the murkiness, the fog through which you travel. You are in a different place. The road is unfamiliar, strange. And even though, as in the case with my father, there was a relief and a release in his passing, the challenging work of living into a life without him begins. The physical suffering has ended. The trauma of his illness and death on him and on those who cared for him is over. Yet you do not feel better. This Sunday is the third Sunday of Easter. For those in non-liturgical traditions, you may be unaware that Easter is a season that stretches for 50 days until the celebration of Pentecost. So each Sunday of Easter is marked by readings about the post-resurrection appearances. These are stories of Thomas touching Jesus' wounds, of Jesus suddenly appearing on the road and talking with disciples, of Jesus eating broiled fish to prove that he was not a ghost. However, a quality of these stories that continues to resonate with me is not about the celebration of resurrection, of new life, of joy. Perhaps I th see through the lens of my own experience, but I see the way that Jesus' tragic death and absence had affected those who loved him and followed him. I resonate with the disbelief with the questions. There is a lingering effect to trauma. You do not believe right away. You do not trust. On the other side of death, this land is unfamiliar. You are not sure of your steps on this new path. You have to adjust to life without this one that was important in your life, that part of you that you assumed would always be there. Now, they are gone. So my mother and I would go to the funeral home to make decisions about the service, 
about timing, about a casket and a vault. There were decisions about where he would be buried due to a discrepancy in the records of the church as to the location of his plaid in the church cemetery. There were visitors and food. As is the southern way, there was so much food. And there was a softness and wariness to my steps as I held my mother's hand as we walked forward into the haze.